They might burn down their town if they win. <laughs> Res but, respectful um, celebrating, that's what we want. We got titles on the line, so I am pumped up, I'm hyped, and I can't wait for the action to go down. P-E-R-R-Y, woo! Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so. Large device or small, Hannah spending time with family this week. So it is you and it is me. John here, you there. And it's time to catch up with the All-Stars for the penultimate Football Fridays in Georgia podcast of the season. It is because the next time we will be reviewing what happened at the state championships at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on the 11th, the 12th, and 13th. So this is your getting into Mercedes-Benz podcast. And in two weeks, we'll talk about what happened with all of the title games in a three-day stretch. Remember, this year, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on GPB, gpb.org, the GPB Sports app, all of our different media channels. It is the 11th, the 12th, and the 13th. Here's your rundown of how things go. 2 o'clock, Flag Division One Championship. 4 o'clock, Single A Division One at Swainsboro and Prince Avenue. 7 o'clock. It is single-A Division Two with Bowden and Manchester. Tuesday starts bright and early, 11 o'clock in the morning, with Flag Division II's championship. 1 o'clock, double-A, Rockmart and Pierce County. 4 o'clock, quad-A, Perry and Stockbridge. 7 o'clock, it is 6-A, Thomas County Central and Woodward Academy. That takes us to Wednesday, 11 o'clock in the morning, Flag Division Three Championship kicks off at 11 o'clock. 1 o'clock, it's AAA, Savannah Christian, Cedar Grove. 4 o'clock, it's 5A, Coffee and Creekside. 7 o'clock, it is 7A, it is Milton, and it is Walton. Former region rivals about 11 and a half miles apart. So that is four, eight, 11 championships in less than three days on GPB, and we can't wait to bring it all to you as we are under the big top once again at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So as we always do when we have the All-Stars, it is the list of lists. We go all around the state, get all the wisdom we can, and we put it all in one place. And, of course, our wisdom internally coming from Jake the Snake at the end as we all prepare for the championships. We cannot wait for his words coming up in just a little bit. So here's your rundown. It is Todd Holcomb of the Georgia High School Football Daily, Mary Alex Anders from South Georgia TV, CBS 44, Jack Patterson, WRBL-TV in Columbus, the sports director there, Marvin James, WMAZ sports anchor, let you know what's going on in Central Georgia. It is Phil Jones from ITG Next with his South Georgia base that knows the entire state. And then it is the voice of Football Fridays in Georgia here at GPB. Matt Stewart bringing home running the anchor leg. So let's start things off with Todd and his thoughts on the championships. Batting leadoff as always, Todd Holcomb from the Georgia High School Football Daily. Todd, it is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. What did you think about this? Well, I, I like the fact that it's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I, I don't know if I love Monday through Wednesday. I think there's some pros and cons. You know, it gives you a little bit more time for the teams to heal up and get ready and be 100%. Um, but, you know, for some people it may not be as... Um, Convenient to get there, but um, overall, I think it's a, a plus. I think it's going to be a great event being back in Mercedes-Benz and being indoors, nice weather. And we're going to have and we're going to have some teams that either have never been there 
or who haven't been there in a long time, in addition to some folks who are coming back and, and having return visits to the last game of the year, what's it like to see all these these new faces and the longtime faces that haven't made their appearances? What's it like to see a little bit of a, a different mix in your mind? Yeah, that's one of the most fun parts about it, really. I mean, I don't um, I don't have favorite teams and don't generally pull for people, but I do like seeing more variety. You know, one thing we noted uh, today in our newsletter was that, you know, Milton and Walton, of course, this is they've both been there before and Milton won a few years ago, but this is the first time we haven't had a Cobb County, excuse me, a Gwinnett County or South Georgia team in the finals of the highest class since uh, the 1980s, mm. 1985. So, um, also a lot of these games have, uh, except for that one that I just mentioned, but most of the others, um, have this kind of a Metro Atlanta team against the South Georgia team or, or more rural team. So always like, <clears throat> you know, when it's, uh, matchups like that. So, yeah, a lot of variety. And you mentioned, I guess the, the two teams who are making it for the first time ever are um, Perry and Stockbridge, who are playing against each other in 4A. And both those schools have been playing for over six decades. So it's kind of neat to see teams break through like that. Yeah, When you've got Milton and Walton, who used to be region rivals, you've got Creekside, who decided they wanted to go play modern day out of the blocks on Labor Day and learn from that experience. And then just you know crash through 5A. Coffee's a team that's been at the top of the rankings all season long in 5A. In you know 6A, Thomas County Central, the you know the blue blood comes back under Justin Rogers. Woodward Academy, I think it's been over three decades since they've been there. I think almost four since they were you know chasing after a championship. You mentioned the the two with Perry and Stockbridge. Bowden returns. Manchester, I know that. You, you go back to the days of Greg Oglesby, I think, back in uh, over two decades ago with uh, with Greg and what he's been doing. PAC and Swainsboro's in a rematch. Rockmart and Pierce. Rockmart was here a couple of years ago at Mercedes-Benz. They lose a heartbreaker to to uh, Heard County, Pierce County. Now, here's a question for you. Do you think they'll let the, the, uh, the train whistle, the 360 train whistle from Pierce County, do you think they'll let it in the building as an artificial noisemaker, or do you think that Pierce is going to have to rent the train whistle at Mercedes-Benz? I think they need to let them in there with it. They need to bring their whole hometown and uh, their, bring their traffic lights or whatever, bring their little <laughs> store. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. They need to bring it. Uh, yeah, they, I think they're going to make um, the uh, Mercedes Benz as much a home flavor as they can with uh, with the local teams coming in and out. And um, so yeah, I can see that happening. I can I'm, hear the whistle. No doubt. And you've got you know, Cedar Grove and Savannah Christian. So when we look at this. It's Manchester, Bowden, Perry, Stockbridge, Southern Crescent, Coffee, South Georgia, Creekside, Fulton County. Two teams from uh, uh, Cobb and North Fulton in Milton and Walton. Thomasville, Woodward Academy, once again, Southern Crescent down by the airport. Swainsboro, Bogart, Rockmart, Blackshear, Savannah, and DeKalb County. I mean, that's a great mix that you get this season with all these championship games. Yeah, it is. I was noticing that, too, in the semis, you know, um, that pretty much all parts of the state were represented. I guess Northwest Georgia might have got since Cartersville and didn't quite get through. And Rome had a really good team that could have made it that didn't. Um, but just about everywhere else, yeah. I mean, just about every corner. Um, Gamney County nearly snuck through from the, the southeast there, but you got Savannah still represented. So yeah, I mean, it is interesting how uh, how well balanced this this state is, and I think that's more so than most in most states, you know, where you, they can pretty much come from anywhere. I mean, Metro Atlanta gets their share, but it's it's much bigger. They got more schools, bigger schools. But, yeah, you're right. It's all over 
all over the state. You, you mentioned Perry and Stockbridge. What other teams are you look at, looking forward to seeing the most for whatever reason has uh, triggered over there at the Georgia High School Football Daily? Hmm, let's see. Well, I, I really like the matchup in the highest class because I think you've got two really, really talented teams that people probably didn't realize how good they were until they until here they are. I mean, they, these were teams that I think I ranked Walton five, Milton six in preseason, and then, but I would have ranked Walton higher, but I just kind of gave gave some uh, deference to some teams that had done a little better the, pre, the season before, like Mill Creek and with Buford with Raiola coming in. But I really thought they had a chance to win it. Milton the same way, and then people forgot about Milton because they um, they lost a couple of games early, they lost to North Cobb and a Florida team. But I mean, both have super quarterbacks. I mean. Uh, Nickel for Milton and and Hicklinski for Walton, and they have great receivers. I mean, uh, I mean both these teams have a handful or six or seven or eight like major D1 guys. Uh, it's probably a, a more <clears throat> a, a bigger showdown than a lot of people around the state realize in terms of just how good those teams are. So, so that's one. Matt, uh, sorry, that's Matt was uh, Matt's coming up a little later. Todd, as always, it's great to catch up with you, my friend. We will catch up with you, I imagine, at Mercedes Benz. We'll see you there, and then obviously we'll come back in two weeks and we'll put a bow on the entire season. Thanks for hanging out with us once again on the All Stars. We'll see you at Mercedes Benz and catch up soon. Sure, thanks, and say hello to Matt because Matt bats second. I bat lead off. I get on. He bumps me over. <laughs> I will certainly do that. Thank you, my friend. All right, take care. Next up in the batting order, Mary Alexanders from South Georgia TV, CBS 44, down below the Nat line. Mary Alex, is always great to catch up with you here on the All-Stars. It is always great to be back. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, so two teams that I want to focus on with you specifically, and we'll take them one at a time. I know that you got to spend a lot of time looking at Coffee, one of the top-ranked teams all season long in 5A. For folks that haven't had the chance to see what Coffee brings to the table, what do they bring to the table? And it's a lot. The main two things I think I would use to describe this Coffee County team is speed and physicality. Um, they're probably one of the most aggressive teams I've watched this season, and that's just because of the way that they've been coached. But they're also a very passionate team. Um, they're very much, I would say, probably one of the most, this is about to sound, I guess, weird, but one of the most team teams, I guess. They play together as a team. They haven't lost together as a team. You know, they're still undefeated, which I think is a huge accomplishment to be this deep in the season about to play for a state championship and you still haven't lost the game. So I think that that's huge, but they're a very fast team, very physical team, very aggressive team. And they, they play to win every single time. So, but I talked to coach Co. they're going to have their hands full this week as they um, prepare to play Creekside. You mentioned coffee and coming out of region one, five a, I mean, a lot of folks sit there and they gravitate toward coffee and where traditionally in this time, it was coffee getting the advantage over Ware County, getting that one seed, and the the fortunate idea that they've got to get all of these games at Jardine. It's one of the toughest mm-hmm. places to play in the state, and I don't think a lot of folks understand that, but a lot of this mm-hmm. has been done at home. There hasn't been a lot of travel for coffee traveling north as it has in years past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right, and I think that's been a huge you know, advantage for them, being able to play these big major games at home because if you've ever been to a coffee game or people who haven't, you know, any team in Region 1, you're going to have a passionate fan base. But, you know, historically, coffee has some of the most passionate fans, <laughs> I think, in South Georgia. And, you know, they've really helped carry them a long way. And um, for them to have that home field advantage, you know, throughout the playoffs and pretty much all season, I think it's huge. Um, 
but I do think that them playing in a different stadium, you know, I don't think that that's going to affect the way that they play at all. They're very much a very focused team. I don't think playing away from home is going to really, I guess, hinder them. I don't think that's going to have a whole lot to do with the success of um, if they were to win the state championship game. Well, and we've and uh, those of us here at Georgia Public Broadcasting have already been invited to the coffee tailgate because apparently <laughs> they are bringing everything possible <laughs> For the tailgate that they traditionally have there at Jardine, and I, I've I've looked, they sent us pictures as to mm-hmm. what this tailgate looks like, and it is insane. And we have been invited mm-hmm. to this. Have you experienced said tailgate this year? Honestly, I absolutely have experienced the said tailgate. Um, they invited me one game, and then I went um, the next week. I went like three straight weeks to coffee, right? And then the next <laughs> one week, they were like. You got to come to the tailgate. You got to come to the tailgate. Let me tell you, they had a DJ. They had, I mean, it was so much fun. They had everything. It was like a whole Thanksgiving spread. They had wings. They had ribs. They had full blown um, chicken breast. They had your beans. They had your salad. They had literally anything you could think of, they're going to have. And, you know, they are just so much fun. And I highly, highly, highly suggest you join that tailgate because I actually, too, will be at the tailgate, John. So we can all meet up at the Coffee County tailgate before the game. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to have to – you might even have to get some uh, to-go plates for all of us here. Uh, other team I wanted to, to focus on with you is Thomas County Central. I know that you've had the chance to spend some time in and around that program. I know a lot of folks go back to the – the Shaver and Pilcher years where it was insane trying to knock Thomas County Central off of the perch. <laughs> Justin Rogers has them to the last game of the year. What have you seen in them? Yeah. You know, I in, true, in truth, Thomas County and Coffee, I think they're the two teams I can confidently say that they don't have any weak links. And I think that's very hard to say about teams, you know, just in general. Generally, there's normally a weak link somewhere, but Truthfully, Thomas County Central is stacked all around the board, and it's, it's going to be very difficult to beat them. They're also undefeated. They're 14-0. They're playing um, Mar- Marist, Mars. Uh, uh, Woodward Academy. Um, they got Woodward Academy in the final. Oh, yeah, they just played Mars. Sorry, they're playing Woodward Academy. Right. And um, Sorry, I got my games confused. But um, They all run together this time of year, Mary Alex. You, you aren't far from do. the truth. Look, I'm still, I'm still recovering from college football from this past week. <laughs> As, as is this particular Florida State alum, but that's another show on another network. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, Woodward, they're 12-2. and two. Thomas County is undefeated. Um, but Woodward is 7-0 in their region, and they have a pretty good region. And so um, Thomas County Central, they're just going to have to go there and just do their thing and just keep the main thing the main thing. You know, if they played the same ball that they're going to be playing all season, I don't see them um, – Losing this championship game, obviously they're going to have to be good on the defensive side of the ball. Defense is really, really going to have to crack down and lock down. It's the same thing with Coffee County. You know, um, at Creekside, they love to run the ball, but they also love to pass the ball, and they have players that play on both sides of the ball. So, you know, I think depth is going to have to – is going to be a big um, part in these two matchups. But, you know, Thomas County Central, they are a strong team. Their quarterback has proven that he's good in and outside of the pocket. Um, he's a very good quarterback, very smart quarterback. Obviously, you have players like Kendarius Reddick on the defensive side of the ball who are just absolute maniacs, you know, and um, have just shown out all season. And so I think they're going to be very, very good matchups. But, you know, I think it would be awesome to see Region 1 take home two state titles in two different classifications. What does football mean for someone who's never been to either of these communities, for someone who's never been to Douglas, someone who's never been to Thomasville, or at least half of Thomasville, because we know that Thomasville mm-hmm. is red and blue? 
Mm-hmm. What does football mean to Thomasville and to Douglas for someone who's never seen it? Oh, goodness. You know, this year was my first time experiencing a football game at Thomas County Central. Um, and when I say that is probably the most passionate fan base in South Georgia, you know, they travel. They will travel to the ends of the earth to go watch their Yellow Jackets play. And so I know that this state title would mean everything to them. And, you know, I think it means a lot to Coach Rogers, too. I mean, he truly loves this team. He truly loves this fan base. I literally talked to him before coming on here. I was like, hey, you know, about to go on. Um, just want to preview, make sure I got all my stuff right, you know, talking to him. And I said, is there anything you want me to mention? And he said, yes. He wanted me to mention that we have the best fans in the nation. That is all he wanted me to say. <laughs> I am not <laughs> and, surprised um, that Justin would have you say that. No, that's what he wanted me to say. That's what he wanted me to mention. And so, um, you know, this state championship game means everything to both Coffee County and Thomas County Central. And I think it's going to be – they might burn down their towns if, 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 it win, if they win. <laughs> Just res- but, um, respectful celebrating. That's what we want. We want, we want respectful, yes, patient celebrating. That's what we're looking for yes. here. Very dramatic when I just said that. But um, it truly, <laughs> I think it would mean a lot. But – you know, both of their towns, all of them are going to be in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So um, they're all going to be there. Um, and so it's going to be extremely exciting. It's going to be fun to watch. And it's going to be extremely good matchups we have in the state championship games. No doubt about it, Mary Alex. It's always great to have you on with the All-Stars. We'll see you at Mercedes-Benz, and we might even see you at that coffee tailgate. Oh, you'll definitely see me at the coffee tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for having me on, guys. Next up on the list, out of the Western Frontier. So, so let me see. So half of the Western Frontier Tag Team Champions, it is Jack Patterson out of Columbus. Jack, my friend, it is always great to have you here on the All-Stars. Nelly, it's great to be back, and it's great to be back this time of year because that means we got titles on the line. So I am pumped up, I'm hyped, and I can't wait for the action to go down. And we're finally back at mercedes-benz stadium as it should be (laughs) so so you're so let me get this straight so you're jacked up and and you're pumped so uh safe to say i think that you're probably slightly excited with everything that you guys have been able to do down there at rbl this year wrbl tv in uh, columbus where jack is an award-winning sports director and newly married individual he is under the one-year banner because remember one year is paper One year is paper anniversary, so you've got a little time to sit there and think, what piece of paper am I going to give the boss when we hit our anniversary? When's your anniversary, by the way? I'm already putting that in my mind. I've got a few more months to worry about that, but thanks for already putting that on my mind, Nelly. I'm I'm looking out for you, brother. That's how it rolls. Uh, All right, so let's talk about life in single A. And one of the toughest regions out there has representation you had two teams in the final four. You get one to make it, and it's the two seed in Manchester, not Sly County. What happened there? So, you know, when we talked, when we when I came on for at the beginning of the playoffs, you know, I talked about the opportunity was there for Manchester championship. It was um, Bowden. They got an interception uh, as Sly was driving late in the game, and that kind of sealed the deal. It, you know, the rematch of the state championship game from last year between Sly and Bowden, and it lived up to the hype. And, you know, a tough way to go out for Sly County, but, you know, it's hard to go to a place like Bowden and get the win, and, you know, it was it proved that, you know, sometimes this comes down to the luck of the coin toss. If, it, you know, the game was in Ellaville, you know, you never know. So, 
Manchester makes it through on the other side. What are folks missing who haven't seen Manchester this year? What are folks uh, going to expect here with Manchester coming in on the other side of the bracket? Manchester is an old-school 1A football team, John, and that means they're going to run run the ball some more. I think they're done. They're going to run the ball some more. This is a multi-headed monster running attack, and, you know, the favorites boys, you got Quay Cooper. You know, these guys are a rough and tumble bunch, and they know how to beat you in so many different ways on the ground. It's really just a whole bunch of athletes that can play multiple positions for the Blue Devils. So basically what you're telling me is Stephen Holmes is happy to get 10 feet every single time he, he runs the football and that we could be done in about an hour and 50 minutes if he has his way. Absolutely, but it works beautifully. All right, so uh, the other games, quickly, before uh, before we head on to, to other guests here. Mar- Marvin James is batting behind you. He's in the on-deck circle. So uh, what other games outside of the one that impacts your footprint, are you looking forward to the most? You know, honestly, Nelly, we had our eyes on that 3A state championship game because, you know, Carver was in the Final Four last week, and that Savannah Christian team looks like a juggernaut. So, honestly, I am really intrigued by that matchup because I know how good Tater Grove is and has been, but that Savannah Christian team looked phenomenal. That's the game I covered last Friday, and I want to see those two squad collide and see who comes out on top in that one jack patterson half of the tag team champions out on the western frontier at wrbl tv in columbus jack my friend thanks for hanging out with us on the all-stars as always nelly i'll see you in atlanta next stop middle georgia and we get to catch up with friend of the network marvin james from wmaz tv marv um actually i think i i you know we've got to i have to properly you know bring the segment in don't i I've got to. Absolutely. I have to. I have to stretch out. You know, I have to make sure that everything is the right way. <clears throat> I hit my arpeggios. Oh, all right. Now we're ready to go. Um, I like it. I like it. Perry Panthers. Nicely yeah, done man. by. Nicely done by Kevin to to get to the last yeah. game of the year. Didn't happen to a better guy, man. Seventh year in Perry. A longtime assistant with Northside, and then went over for a couple stints during the Jake Fromm era at Houston County. And he's done everything the right way and rebuilding that program and putting them into state um, notoriety. It's just a great thing to see um, with him. And like I said, it couldn't happen to a better guy with Coach Kevin Smith. What's it been like for them to get to this? Because they had an injury at quarterback early. They've had to kind of retool things. I mean, we were down there for the the Houston County game at the beginning of the season. We got to see what the offense can do. But they've had to kind of re—they've had to, to reconstruct things on the fly this season. Yeah, this has been something that's been brewing. This is not just a one-and-done season. The last three out of four years, the Perry Panthers have played in the quarterfinals, which is a a, a program best for them. Um, they made it to the semifinals this year for the first time since 1959, and they've been able to be very successful. Um, the, the time they had a quarterback injury with a Coltman. Um, uh, no, no, Colton Ginn, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Colton, 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 Colton Ginn. I'm yeah. sorry about that. But, yeah, but he's been um, great throughout the whole process. I mean, it's amazing how the technology with um, injuries and surgery is going because he was only able to miss, like, two games. They had a bye week. Mm. Um, he came back that first round, limited action, and he's just been back to his, his, his normal self. Now, he is the punter, so they've taken him out of that punt scheme so they don't want that ball to injure him 
um, and, and uh, instances like that. But, you know, you got a strong winning game by Amai Gordon, who was a junior. His brother, Amar Gordon Jr., was the uh, quarterback last year who set the table, and he went on to play basketball, football at Tennessee Tech. So, I mean, there's just been some great things that have been brewing here at this program, um, and I, I, you shouldn't be surprised to know that they're here playing for state title. And they've done it different ways. I mean, there have been some games in the postseason where they've been in the 30s, and then there are other That's games right. like the Bainbridge Grinder where it was 7-3, and I kept hitting refresh on on, <laughs> on, on the on the internets and on the 280-character apps sitting there going, man, okay, so that can't be 7-3. You know, it, it, I've got to get a – you know, it's got to be more points. But they've done it in different ways this year. And that's right. I mean, that's the thing that's so beautiful. I mean, Bainbridge was one of the teams that expected to be here in the finals, and the way that they were able to shut them down defensively, this is a team that returned one starter on defense. They lost all 10 guys. Uh, and in some, uh, some debates, they lost all 11. But they had one guy really returning, and that defense has been able to step up when it mattered the most um, to, to shut down the opponents. And then, they, like I said, the offense is so they got Pettigrew over there at receiver. They got Dakari Anderson, who's going to uh, Cincinnati. Um, and then Coulter has just been able to pick him apart after he transferred from Peach County last year. It's just been a, a great match um, made in um, Perry Dice, as we call it down here. Yeah, well, and when you look at what they have been able to build in Perry Dice, Mm-hmm. and see over time to get to this last game of the year. You and I both know that this game against Stockbridge, it is going to be the last person in town turn out the lights. I mean, oh, yeah. it, everybody is going to be there. For someone who's never been to Perry, who's never seen a game there, when it's you know 95 degrees in, in August and matching humidity and you have to bring like three shirts to make sure that your live shots are going to be okay – what is that environment like in Perry for someone who's never seen it? What should folks who are going to be watching this on GPB, what should they expect when they see Perry and the fan base come up from middle Georgia? Okay, I know everybody around the state may be like, where is Perry? Okay, Perry is the place of the national fairgrounds. You guys come here every October, eat all our good food, the and ride all the good rides. The Agri-Center, that's right. It is, this is the place. And you may not know, you drive through it to go to Mount Austin. Mm-hmm. So, this is what we're excited about to get Perry on a map, on a map. This is a long time coming. This is a rabid fan base who is so humble, so proud to be able to be in this state championship. They have been waiting for a long time to do this. They have not had much success since the 1950s until Kevin came around. So you're going to see a very excited fan base, a very proud fan base that's going to root. They're going to have plenty of people in the seats, and you know it's it just it's just one of those things about that Perry pride that they can't hide. So we they say things down here, P-E-R-R-Y. Woo! That is absolutely. one thing you're going to hear a lot in that stadium. Yeah, like with you and uh, young Francis Malloy, when you guys get to talk uh-huh. about that kind of stuff on a football Friday night, uh, what is, what have they said about Stockbridge down there? Have you got the chance to catch up with Kevin about Stockbridge yet? I have not. We're going down there actually uh, this week. Obviously, we got a couple a couple days to, to get to that. And I know he's already all over it. But uh, the one thing that impresses me the most about Stockbridge is the fact that they uh, put the whoop stick on um, Benedictine. And yes. We know how good of a program that is. Coach Danny Britt and I are uh, former teammates who played ball together at Georgia Southern. So, um, and they won the state last year. So, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, uh, if you don't know much about Stockbridge, you know what they've done. And you see their resume, and you're pretty impressed by that. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be a knockdown drag out, like you said earlier, and um, I can't wait to see it. 
Looking forward to it. So I guess we should one more time before we get out of here to talk about the folks down there in Paradise. Like we're going to spell it out and do the woo. Is that how this works? Oh yeah, that's right. All right, that's so right. three, two, one, go. P E R R Y. Woo! I feel like I should do the the Ric Flair walk out of out of frame and come back in. There's nothing wrong with that. Actually, that adds a little emphasis. It, it, the emphasis on the proper syllable. Uh, Marvin, it's right. always great to catch up with you, my friend, and we will see you always. up here for uh, Mercedes-Benz, and we'll catch up with you there, and we will see and you. And we're in- on the inside. Yeah, we're on the inside. Well, you just have to dress appropriately now. That's right. I'm, I'm ready for that. Dressing for conditions, where you're going to be, not where you are. So uh, we'll see right. We'll see you at MBS, and obviously we'll catch up with you here in two weeks as we put a bow on the show. On the show. Thanks for hanging out. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Next up, it is ITG Next, Phil Jones. You know, Phil, all right. So you look. You guys do things around the state now to where you're keeping an eye on everybody. It's not just South Georgia, although I know that that is your, your bread and butter there at ITG Next, but Phil Jones gets to kind of keep an eye on what's going on around the state. What has it been like for you and everybody there at ITG Next to sit there and, and look at the entire landscape and get to the teams that you covered, and now we're at the last game of the year? What's it been like for everybody down there to see the whole landscape work its way to Mercedes-Benz? Yeah, and again, John, thanks for having me. You know, this has by far been our, um, you know, been the farthest we have traveled uh, 58 cents right. a mile, right? You make you get you get your mileage, right? <laughs> Absolutely, brother. Absolutely, that's where the company car comes in handy. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, we went to you know we traveled all, literally all over the state this year. Went to Burke County, to Dalton, uh, to Buford, East Coweta, um, Chris County. I mean, so you know, literally, we we hit all parts of the state this year. At Richmond Hill. Um, Is there any place you didn't go? (laughs) Well, all points in between. But, uh, yeah, it's been great. And and you're right. We did kind of start off as a South Georgia-only company years ago, 15, 16 years ago. That was as a print magazine. But we have certainly expanded since then, and we are a statewide company. But, John, it's been the, the craziest season, I think, that I've ever had covering high school football. You've been at it a long time. Maybe you can concur with that. Um, it's been the most exciting, unpredictable. And I really thought that the state, uh, the, the, the playoffs, especially these last couple of rounds, have been a complete microcosm of what the 2023 season stood for. Yes, yeah, C-R-A-Z-Y, and that's in all caps and italics. I mean, you sit there and, you know, double A to me is one of the toughest classifications top to bottom. I know that you got the chance to to see what's going on there in Region 1 double A with Cook and Fitzgerald and that race that's traditionally there. One, you know, with uh, – Coffee and Creek, you know, with Coffee and Creekside in 5A, you know what life is like in, in Region 1 5A with Coffee and Ware County battling it out. Is there any matchup in particular that you're looking forward to the most? If 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 Phil was going to sit there and rank the matchups, what would your top matchup be when it comes to uh, the upcoming uh, games at Mercedes-Benz? You know, I'm really interested in um... – I'm really interested in Woodward Academy and Thomas County Central. Why? Um, Thomas County Central has had a combination of great talent, great fortune, um, 
you know, last couple of weeks, uh, and don't get me wrong, they are a, a fantastic team. Last couple of weeks, though, uh, they've had some great fortune. The fumble at Rome mm-hmm. you know, last week against uh, Marist, it was basically like intercepted, if you will, uh, the pitch uh, there late in that game, and that pretty much made the difference there. Um, so I think that, you know, it's one of those seasons, almost a meant-to-be kind of deal, I think, for Justin Rogers and Thomas County Central. And then on the other hand, on the other side, you've got Woodward Academy. Um, man, they just are always this team that nobody really gives a lot of credit to. And then you look up, and every year around this time, here they are. Um, when they beat a good Houston County team by 20 points, of course, they started off um, you know, defeating Evans. And then when they beat Gainesville, that really got my attention because I know how good Coach Niblett uh, his team is and what a great job he does there. So I think both of these teams, it's a shame that somebody's got to lose. They both. And then what about that Douglas County game mm-hmm. that Stewart Academy won? I mean, I thought Douglas County might be on their way too. So again, neither have had really easy paths. They both had really tough stretches here through the playoffs. So I think, again, it's a shame somebody's got to lose, but somebody will. But uh, I think if that would be my numero uno. Okay, so what's numero dos? Uh, probably uh, Milton and uh, Walton. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, over under 60. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, in fact, I think I do a pick six every week where I pick, you know, the top six games. Of course, this week I went with the pick eight. Yeah, of course you did, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I picked something like 49-45. Uh, hey, I'll take it, brother. Yeah. So, but that would be number two. Okay. Uh, we are looking forward to what's going on with the ITG next, as always. Are you going to be making the trip to MBS? Uh, absolutely. Good. Then we will see you at MBS, and we'll be back at it again two weeks to put a ball on the show. As always, my friend, it's great to catch up with you. Great to see how things are, are growing down there in South Georgia with your base at ITG next. Phil Jones, host of everything, host extraordinaire ITG next. Thanks for hanging out, my friend. John, thank you again for having us. We are honored. And running the anchor leg, as he always does here on the Football Fridays in Georgia All-Stars, the voice of Football Fridays in Georgia here at GPB. Matt, it is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, where we get to look at the best around the state. What are you looking forward to the most? Well, number one, I like the format. I like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday format. I've had a number of people on social media reach out to me and ask why. You know, and, you know, I think the number one reason was the, 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 the Falcon schedule is kind of up, you know, up in the air from year to year. So try to create something that, you know, unlike what we had a couple of years ago with Atlanta United having to play the MLS Cup and then having to shift the schedule. But I think the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday format and just in general, I like it because it gives teams, you know, a full week. You know, under the old format, the the single-A champions were getting less than a full week to prepare and get healthy for the biggest game of the season. This gives everybody a full week to prepare and get healthy and uh, and play on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So um, as far as what I'm looking for, we can go through the matchups however you want to do it. But obviously the 7A matchup, I think, has, you know, has it has all the star power in it. Not all the star power, but the biggest star power matchup. But that's not to be unexpected. That's pretty much year to year, you know, with Milton and Walton going for the 7A title this year. For those that will be watching, how many of the games are you calling? Calling five of them. On Monday, I'll have the uh, 1A Division Two matchup, Manchester and Bowden. 
And then on Tuesday, that's going to be the 4 and 6A matchup, Perry versus Stockbridge, Thomas County Central versus Woodward Academy. And then on Wednesday, I'll have the 5A title game, Creekside and Coffee, and then Milton and Walton in the 7A. What's it like for you to, to see some fresh faces in here, some folks who haven't been here in a long time, and then you get Milton and Walton, who used to be region rivals? Well, teams that haven't been here forever, uh, you know, that that's the story of the 4A matchup with Perry, their first state championship game in their 70-year history, and Stockbridge, their first state championship game in their 60-year history. <laughs> I know it doesn't necessarily – it's kind of like Indians versus Cubs in the World Series is what, you know, is what is kind of what I would refer to okay. it. Okay. You know, kind of from the standpoint, historical teams that haven't been there in a long time, in this case, never been there. Uh, I like, uh, you know, the, the, it's going to be a fun matchup. And I've got ties to Perry. My my oldest brother has been a doctor in Perry uh, for pretty much since he got out of the Air Force in the late 80s. And he's now the chief medical officer at Houston County uh, Medical Center. So I got a lot of family. All his kids grew up there, went to Perry High School. So that'll be a fun matchup for me from a family standpoint. Got some ties got some ties to Perry, but only kind of in, a, in an indirect way. But it'll be interesting. I know they'll be fired up about it in Perry. They'll be fired up at, about it in Stockbridge, too, and why not? I mean, God, my goodness, they just derailed the, uh, the three-peat hopes of Benedictine. I think everybody kind of thought, well, Benedictine will be there. They'll be going for the three-peat. But Duke Scott uh, and Stockbridge had, you know, other thoughts in mind as he ripped off 310 yards rushing against the cadets. You know, and Scott, of course, is one of you know one of the top ten prospects that'll be showcased in the state finals, and he's committed to NC State. So, when you look at Coffee Creekside, Walton, Milton, you talked about Perry and Stockbridge. You know, TCC and, and you know Woodward, Manchester, and Bowden. What are some of the other prospects you got your eyes on? Well, I mean, the top ten prospects in the state finals, starting with the number one, will be Daniel Calhoun, the massive offensive lineman, four star for Walton who's committed to Georgia, followed by Demella Jones, another uh, Georgia commit, four-star place for Swainsboro. That'll be a rematch. We called that game last year. It was a fun game last year uh, with uh, Prince Avenue Christian beating Swainsboro in the 1A D1 final. So that flip-flops, that's going to be the first game in the single-A uh, bracket. Uh, so I won't be calling that one this year. But Demello Jones, Wendell Gregory, another Walton kid, four-star linebacker, committed to South Carolina. He's been a big story there. I know Jeremy Heklinski uh, gets a lot of headlines, and rightfully so. I think he's the offensive player of the year. He gets, you know, When we put together our ballot, we'll wait and see how the voting goes, but he was my GPB Sports All-State Offensive Player of the Year. At least that's who I voted for. But Wendell Gregory is the other part of that story, and he's not alone. I mean, the defense – for Walton, giving up just uh, you know 14 points per game this season, that's been the other big story. The one that hasn't been spoken as much with Walton is they now have a defense to match that high-powered offense. And Gregory, uh, quite frankly, they played. He was playing out of position up until this year. They put him at the bandit spot, kind of a DN linebacker spot, and he's really kind of uh, been unleashed this year. Number four, he's the number three prospect. Number four prospect is Caleb Holmes, massive offensive lineman for Creekside. He's committed to the Pittsburgh Panthers. Uh, you know, Creekside's a team that I, for the last couple of years, I predicted would get here, would get here. And they kept running into Warner Robins and that hurdle, and they couldn't get by the demons 
well, they finally cleared the demon's hurdle uh, figuratively, you know, and uh, and also uh, literally uh, in in the quarterfinals. So here they are, Creekside taking on coffee. The Caleb Holmes, number four, DeBron Gatling, fabulous wide receiver, four-star, committed to Texas A&M, plays for Milton. Uh, four-star linebacker Andre Hines, Andrew Hines, pardon me, uh, Woodward Academy. He's committed to Wake Forest. Jeremy Heklinski also committed to Wake Forest. How funny is that, that <laughs> of the schools that are represented, Georgia's got two in the top you ten. You got Wake on Wake. And you got Wake, you know, in the top. <laughs> they've got two in the top ten, too. Uh, that would probably that would probably be uh, way down the list when you started guessing. Okay, who's got two and who's got two? Okay, Georgia. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that would be an easy guess. But Wake Forest might be the outlier there. And then Jeremy Hecklinski, as we've talked about, four-star safety C.J. Hurd. He's the only uncommitted out of those top ten prospects that uh, are playing in the state championship. Still hasn't made his decision. Uh, the safety for Woodward Academy has 52 offers. The predicted leader is Florida State there. Three-star quarterback Aaron Philo committed to Georgia Tech. You know, he's bringing uh, Prince Avenue back for a run at it, and he's got a shot at uh, breaking Trevor Lawrence's all-time passing record. And then the aforementioned Duke Scott from Stockbridge, um, you know, out of Atlanta area schools and, and not no, no fault of their own, Stockbridge has got to be one of the most anonymous. They just don't get a lot of coverage because in the Atlanta area, 7A schools get the bulk of the coverage. And when you're a 4A school, you don't necessarily get a lot of coverage. But uh, Coach Thomas Clark's done a fabulous job down there, and they've kind of been on the verge every year, every year, every year. Last year, Benedictine beat them. This year, they get Benedictine, knock them out. And now here they are playing in the state championship game against Perry. Matt, looking forward to it. You calling five of the championships this whole weekend. It's going to be a fun three days for Georgia Public yeah, the Broadcasting. The one other thing I do want to say yeah, is go for it. Uh, Justin Rogers. Yes. I mean, just a great offensive mind. You know, won a state championship when he was the OC at Griffin. Went to Jones County, you know, running up a lot of yards. Had that team as, you know, a, a, a perennial top eight team. Colquitt County, things didn't just quite work out well for him there. They won, but, you know, they didn't They didn't win like they wanted to win. He got a chance to go to Thomas County Central. He's got the Yellow Jackets back in their glory days. Great to see. And uh, here they are. They, they're in the state championship game for the first time since 2002. I think that's a big, fun story, too. Woodward's playing in the finals for the first time since 1980. And here's a little tidbit Uh-oh. trivia for you. First high school football game I ever called, <laughs> ever. It was on cable television, 1982, Woodward versus Glen Hills in the state quarterfinals. Glen Hills you know, won that game, by the way. Fantastic. And we got, we got history with Matt Stewart as well. It's going to be fun three days, my friend. Looking forward to catching up with you and seeing how many pounds we lose because we ain't eating and we ain't going anywhere but Mercedes-Benz. I don't know about you. I will find time to eat. So. Thanks, Matt. I know you don't, you don't like to eat. I can't. I don't have the time. I don't, right. I don't have the time to do it. Be good, my friend. We'll see you soon. You too. So that's the All-Stars, and that is the rundown as we get you ready for the championships at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the GHSA Tommy Gillibo. 
GHSA High School Football uh, Championships. Cannot wait to bring all of that to you on Georgia Public Broadcasting. And I know that uh, I know that Ambassador Jeremy he has his hand waving in the air like someone who does in fact care, and he's got a question I, before I, we go. I do. Just Matt said that that kid had fifty two offers. Uh-huh. Yeah. How do you even start with that? Like, what do you? How do you begin to narrow that down? 52 different college offers. Well, but I mean, the thing is, it's almost like, well, they offered, so we probably should offer him too. I mean, it's one of those things. Or it's like, you know, if 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 Harvard, you know, if, you're, if you've got the SAT of what, what's the SAT, 2400 these days? I, I don't know. Well, if you've got the perfect SAT score and you want to go to an Ivy League school, you know that the other Ivy League schools are going to sit there and say, oh, we got to get him too. So, I mean, it's like, it's it's a bit of a trickle-down effect. All of the Blue Bloods want you. All the big teams and all the different conferences want you. And then there's always that one that's the wild card. You know, like when Sporting Kansas City wanted to try to bring in Cristiano Ronaldo and they were like, yeah, we'll go ahead and make him an offer. Those kinds of things. So you might have some of those that are a part of this too. But all the big guns, all the blue bloods, and you know the numbers just stack up. And I can't I I'd love to know what the mail the mail bag looks for something like that. Is it in an email? Do they still do the things in the envelopes where they sit there and it's like, hey, here, you know, we want you to come and be a part of our thing. I mean, that that for me would be the interesting part. What does the mail bag look like? Yeah, for that's the, like? the interview is to interview the mailman that runs that route. That's who we want to talk That's to. That's the guy you want <laughs> yes. to talk to. It's like, okay, so uh, do you have to take uh, aspirin every single day knowing full well that we're in recruiting season in, involving this particular athlete? Uh, before we go, it is that time. And I feel like we should have some kind of you know, dramatic music or something involved in all of this or some kind of an intro because we cannot leave the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast, especially the one leading into the championships without getting a special element of wisdom that is always brought in from Jake the Snake. And uh, believe, right. it or, believe it or not, I mean, there have been folks, Jake, who have responded to us on Twitter, and they've responded specifically about you. Wow. And, and they have said that Jake the Snake is never wrong. So that is the expectation level. And, no, and uh, hand in the air, people have responded on the 280-character app saying that mm. Jake the Snake is never wrong. My hand in the air, my other hand on my heart. Folks are responding and reacting to you, Jake, about your wisdom that you impart on a daily basis. This yeah. may be the most important piece of wisdom you give all year because the <laughs> next step is the championships. This is leading into the last game of the year for 22 teams chasing after 11 trophies. What wisdom, sir, do you have to impart on these teams as they make their way to Mercedes-Benz? Well, first of all, I just wanted to say these people on Twitter, uh, the fact that they're Football Fridays and Georgia fans means that they have good taste. That. That's a so good it's, it's no surprise that they see my wisdom for what it is, which is groundbreaking and uh, modest. In- innovative. And modest. And, and, and modest. Modest as well. So what, what, what is, uh, groundbreaking and innovative stuff do you wish to impart this week? I would say, just as always, you got to get out there and have fun. Just as much as you can. Be safe. Have fun. Take the ball, put it to the other side of the thing there, mm-hmm. and then take it and run it back to the other side of the thing there and just do that a few times, and then that's a game, baby. So basically what you're saying is that you need to make sure that the ball is run to the other side of the thing more times than the other guy does? Do whatever you need to do. If that's what you feel like needs to happen to get that win, then just ah. get as many points as you can. Okay. But so, get points yes. and have fun. Yes. Get points, have fun, and take it to the other side of the thing. We have our wisdom for the championships, and that is all that we need. We have our wisdom. We have the path set. 
by Jake the Snake and figuring out what teams need to do so they will be on the floor at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on the 11th, the 12th, and the 13th. And I just wanted to say, you know, people talk about the Super Bowl as being a pretty big sporting event. I've heard. But we've got these, we've got like three Super Bowls happening on GPB next week. Yeah, we have 11 Super Bowls on three days. That's right. It's three days of Super Bowls, I yes, mean to say. three days of Super Bowls. So just nonstop entertainment or, or for Roman numeral fans. classics so we don't get into any kind of trouble with the National Football League. We don't need that. GPB is where you need to be. I think we need to put that on a T-shirt. Wow. I charge a, a substantial licensing fee as for you all should. my wisdom. As you should. As you should, absolutely. And don't forget to pull this segment separately and post it. You need to pull, pull all of your wisdom and have its own column and all of this stuff. That's what you need here. I mean, John, I mean, I, I don't want to tell any tales out of school, but I heard I might be putting you out of a job. Hey, you want to you co-host this bad boy with Hannah? I'm sure Hannah would probably enjoy the time with you more than she does with me on a weekly basis. No, no, I'm kidding. We, we, uh, we all enjoy you and Hannah's presence here on GPB, the place to be. What, what, see, there you go. See, you got to keep that tagline. So for Jake the Snake, for Ambassador Jeremy, for King James, for Hannah, who's hanging out with family, for uh, Commander Sandy and everybody else here at Georgia Public Broadcasting, we now have our wisdom. We now may proceed to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Great to catch up with the All-Stars as always. For everybody here, be safe. Enjoy your weekend. Get ready because the 11th, 12th, and 13th are going to be absolutely crazy across the Georgia Public Broadcasting family of networks. That's another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Everybody play it safe. Enjoy the championships. We'll see you at MBS.